Good evening everybody, and this is Laura and Alex on a very festive edition of <laughs> Suddenly Sightless. Woohoo! Uh, we that haven't, wasn't festive. <laughs> we haven't um, podcasted for a few weeks, we've both been so poorly. Yeah, you might notice that our voices are sounding <laughs> better, yeah. because the uh, last podcast we did, we just about managed to croak it out, and uh, now we're better after the cold that lasted about 145 years. Yeah, so um, anyway, so so how are you? Uh, better, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still getting over this um, this virus. I don't know what's going on. I've got an ulcer on my tongue, which is annoying me. I, you, I have one of them. My, my sister was saying it must be a, a, part a of the virus. virus thing, yeah. yeah, but my oh god, my cough sounded like the bus ticket machines. You know the old ones where they're like. <coughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it wasn't fun. How are you? No, I'm okay. I've recovered. Um, when at the start of God was it? No, the end of November. When I started to get a really bad chest. Yeah. Um, since then, I've had two... When we went to Devon. Oh, we haven't spoke about that yet. Yeah. More to come, but carry on. <laughs> um, we had I had two rounds of antibiotics, two rounds of steroids, and my asthma was exacerbated. So I've had a really bad time in my chest lately. Um, so it's nice to finally feel like I can breathe again. <laughs> so I ended up you know, having x-rays The has gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no pneumonia, thank God. It was just precautionary to have tests and stuff done, but... Yeah, just on the mend, but it really takes it out. It you. does, it really does. Um, and winter just makes everyone ill. My mum's got um, rheumatoid arthritis, and uh, she usually gets really, really bad this time yeah. of year, and her joints get really bad. And mm. I feel like I might be getting it in some form because my hips have really been playing up. I mean, I'm 25 in three weeks, and I feel old. like an eight year old. That's <laughs> 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 a thing, then. Oh, <laughs> when, no. am I, when am I older? <laughs> No, so yeah, we're back and we're kind of semi-healthy. Um, <laughs> this will be our last podcast this year, this side of Christmas. Oh. Uh, well, this side of the year, no, the New Year's in two weeks. Yeah. We're going to take a, a very well-needed break. Woo-hoo. And we're going to come back with a new and improved podcast. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. having some time away from the podcast, we've taken some time to reflect on some things we want to work on. Yeah. Some things that we want to do together, some things we want to do separately. Um, but, but still under the umbrella of suddenly sightless. Yeah. We're, we're not parting ways, don't worry. No. Laura can't get rid of me now. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, but we will be bringing our podcast to you fortnightly. Um, we will bring one to you the first week of January and then every two weeks after that. Oh my God. I know. We're, we've <laughs> quite our calendar is quite booked next year for events and we want to make sure that we still have the time to commit to everything so yeah. we're going to give you one fortnight but that will be exciting because i um if we were still doing it weekly i would have been doing one the day before my birthday but it means i can have a proper blowout and <laughs> get slashed no <laughs> well in january as well it's my my first wedding anniversary it is Woo! and it's your birthday as well and my birthday three days before Woo! that so throw loads of cotton at Laura because it's her first year married. No, yeah. It's my last Christmas as a miss. kind of single miss person. That's Christmas as a miss. Yeah. So next year is already looking quite exciting for it us. It is. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, um, we can't wait to get around and see more of you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and we'd like to include interviews as yeah. well with your lovely selves. Yeah. Um, but it will help, um, especially because it is six months till my wedding, so doing it bi-weekly will help us, uh, well, it will help me more in terms of planning, because I have been stressing, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, it, it's been a stressful, stressful time, and I think some of the things we might focus on, I know Alex wants to work more on makeup and do yeah. the tutorials for you, and as much I love makeup, I, I also kind of like 
the business side and yeah. the uh, mental, the mental health. health side. Yeah. So we're, we're both going to have our little umbrellas under Sunday Sightless. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing things together. No. Because um, like Laura said, she loves makeup, um, so we'll still be doing that together. We'll still be doing the cooking together and... You know, I'm mental too, so we'll be talking about mental health together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's not to say that we're separating by any means, but uh, hopefully branching out slightly further. Yeah, definitely. And if any of you want to get involved, please just message us and we'll get you on Skype. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, to be fair, if anything, it'll probably be better for you. Definitely. We'll be able to bring you more, more reviews. We'll go out yeah. for dinner more and stuff of like course. that. <laughs> yeah, this, this past couple of months of this year have just been so stressful. Yes, they have. Um, um, but we do have some good news. Uh, Laura mentioned that her nephew was in hospital and he was quite poorly and he's yeah. home now. Yay! He still <laughs> haven't been able to have a cuddle because he is... She's been so ill. I've been so ill and he's so vulnerable. But hopefully this week I'm going to have Christmas cuddles. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It does. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was getting so upset though. I was like, I'm not going to be able to bond with him. And Dave was like, Laura, it's your nephew. And I was like, oh, but I want cuddles. There you go. Oh, dear. I know, holding in a car. It's the most I've spoken in weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, we uh, did a makeup event in Downey Totnes. We did. We went down to Totnes at the end of november uh, start of december a couple of weeks Can't ago anyway. was, yeah. um and we met some really really lovely people and we were hoping to go down again next year to yep. do a couple we did events. have quite a surprising reception <laughs> we met this um woman called kathy she was the one who organized it thank um, you kathy thank you very much for that by the way um and she picked us up from the train station took us to the hotel and she was basically our chauffeur as well as the organizer and everything and she's driving us to the hotel and we stop at a crossing. And she went, oh my God, did you see that? This guy had literally pulled his trousers and his boxes down and just flashed this yep. woman. And he really, he was holding them down. He really wanted this woman to see him. And Kathy was so shocked. And we said to her, we're going to put this in the podcast. And she said, please put in my reaction. <laughs> yeah. And she literally just shrieked and she went, what was he doing? <laughs> yeah, our first five minutes in Totnes and we were exposed to nudity. I think they were expecting us. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, Kathy was lovely. We had a lovely conversation over dinner mm-hmm. and me and Laura had a massive glass of rhubarb and ginger gin. It was yeah. amazing. We also met the um, host of the podcast VI Talk. Um, I, I can't remember the name. Uh, from the R&IB. Either way, we met some very incredible people. A lady... Um, who is a blind chef and she made yes. some really tasty shortbread and oh, overnight oats. So she good. made um, it was marzipan and mince meat shortbreads, um, and she made uh, berry overnight oats. No idea, but it was tasty. It was lovely. Oh my yeah. god! And she was talking about um, how she's managed to do all of this. Um, we had two men talk about um, cycling and walking. Yeah, there's a, a local walk in yeah. Um We had R&IB come and talk about technology and demonstrate the Alexa and the iPhone and Samsungs and mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was quite cool. Although I knew a lot of it and I thought I was being ever so helpful because I was like, yeah, I know that and I know that and I think I kind of annoyed her. <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> but it was just fun. Um, yeah. Who else did we have? We, we had quite a lot of people come and chat to us. 
Yeah, um, we did. A couple of older women came and chatted to us. We had one I woman. love how glam these old ladies I know, are. I, I, I absolutely the love only it. thing that stops them is their sight, but they yeah. still try. But this one lady, she was 92, bless her. And uh, Laura was chatting to her, and then other people wanted Laura's attention, so I took her. I was in demand. And um, <laughs> she kissed me on the cheek, and she said, "You girls don't know what you've done for me." And I nearly oh. cried on the spot. <laughs> no, um, it, it was it was really great to to kind of showcase what we can do and how we're trying to help people, uh, and the you know Beacon for Blind, RNIB, um, Devon in Sight Loss. They all kind of supported us and they made us feel like we yeah. did a really good job. So thank you for having us. And they us. made us feel so welcome. It was it was lovely. The hotel was lovely as well, except for the next morning. We had breakfast. We chatted to a, a few of the other, I won't say residents, a few <laughs> of the other customers. And then we went back to the hotel room and I could hear this noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said to Laura, what's that? She went, I know what that is. That's bed springs. <laughs> Someone was here again. Thank you. <laughs> Um, one of the couples we were chatting to, she was lovely um, because we had really bad weather and there was a tree on the tracks oh, and God, we were like, yeah. we've got to get the train back to Birmingham, how are we going to get home? And she was saying, oh, we could give you a lift, but we're going to London and we were like, don't worry. He seemed quite uptight, quite tightly wound. And we went back to the hotel room, we heard that and Laura said, I don't think he's tightly wound anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just set Siri off on my phone. I apologise. I don't know how, I've never used Siri on this phone before. Have you not? No. This is my new, I, got new, I bought the new iPhone, well, I got the new iPhone on my contract. <laughs> it's um, the new, the XR, um, which has face recognition. And no home button. And no home button. So I have so to have a little bit. So how do you bring up Siri without saying her name? You have to say, hi Siri, it's me. But it's on flight mode at the moment. Okay. So it's not going to But the only one, one struggle I had was I was in bed and my phone was, I don't know what way around it was and I was trying to find the button to find a workout which <laughs> way it was and I couldn't. I was like, oh, what am I doing? Uh, see, I was, um, when I first met Laura, we both had iPhone 7s and I was like, oh, this is so cool because I'm childish like that. And I upgraded my phone to the iPhone 8 Plus and I was saying to Laura, oh, it's big and the screen's brilliant noise, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, I like your phone. I might need to upgrade. And I thought, yes, we're going to have the same phone again because I am a child, essentially. Hi. And then she got the iPhone XR and I was like, okay, F you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, quite a big screen. It's 6.5 inches. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> anything over six is a bonus. Um, and it's in red and I love red. So I was oh, very happy about that. I don't know what's just reminded me, um, but I was on the way back home. Um, the other day when I think where were we I think it was when we went to Bella, Bella, Bella Italia um, because we're members of the Sight Loss Council and they treated us to a Christmas lunch so that was lovely no, thank you very much and uh, I was on the way home after me and you were parted ways and Scott was texting me and he said how's Laura and I tried to type because I was typing fast I tried to type, oh, she's okay, but um, Laura's still a bit ill. And my phone sent him, she's okay, she's still an adult. <laughs> and I told my mum, and she was like, oh, that's good, she hasn't regressed it. <laughs> and um, earlier today I was texting Scott, and um, he said, what's the plan? And I said, I, I need to bring the shopping back to ours. Um, and then... I can't remember what exactly I said, but the phone like kind of malfunctioned and put an F somewhere. 
and it looked like it said, I need to bring the shopping back to ours, F off. And he was like, I'm sorry. So I think he thinks I'm having a massive go in. Oh, well, well yeah. I haven't had too many issues with this phone. You will. I will. They, they, they have changed the layout of some things, but in some ways it's easier. Yeah. So to get up your Wi-Fi and stuff, you just drag from the right corner instead of trying oh, to flick it up. do that. No. So look, if I just show you, you just drag it down and it all comes up. What the hell? And you have a button which you can feel yourself, it like changes, like it vibrates when you click it. Oh yeah, mine does that. Um, For the camera and the torch. So you can find the torch really easy on the home screen. Uh... Um, and you, the only other thing is, is that it, it does facial recognition, which can be a problem if you have if you little, can't see, yeah, yeah. If you have no sight. I remember them bringing out the um, iPhone X or 8 or whatever. And they reviewed it on RNIB Tech Talk, and they were saying that if you've got prosthetic eyes, you know, it can't really mm. review you. And they were saying if you're completely blind and you won't know if you're looking at your phone, or if you've got your phone in your hand and you don't realise you've looked at it and unlocked it, if someone's clocked that, they could nick it from you and things like that. Yeah. But you can turn that function off. You can go yeah. into the settings and turn that off. And you can still use, you can still do password if you want to. Yes, yeah, although I hate the yeah. password. And I get that it's more secure, but iPhones now do a six-digit passcode, and I'm like, I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I can't lazy. remember my PIN, which is bull. Oh, God, PayPal <laughs> locked me out, and they wouldn't accept my PIN, and I've never changed my PIN. But now, because um, they think that I was hacked, um, it was stupid. I sold my old phone for quite a substantial amount of money and they locked it in there. They wouldn't let me get it back because they thought it was hacked and they made me jump through about six hoops and they still wouldn't let me do it. Um, and now I have to log into my mobile banking and tell them it's me every time I want to spend money. So um. that's fun. <laughs> well, the one thing I've noticed about the, the face recognition is that because I've got my phone in front of me, it's quite a big phone, all I do is flick the screen up and it unlocks. I love that. I want what So it's like you don't even know that it's scanning your face. It's just like you're unlocking your yeah. phone. And, and the other good thing is as well is with my like mobile banking and stuff like that, the boxes are really small and I'm constantly putting the wrong pin in. Yeah. But with this, it, scan, it just scans your face. Yeah. But there is the security on there. It says you cannot use facial recognition if anybody else's face yeah, has access to this Scott's device. Yeah, because Scott's got my... Um, he's got a fingerprint set up on yeah. my phone. But with PayPal at the moment, because they're so hyper-secure with me now, they will only accept my fingerprint yeah. with that. So I think that's quite good. Um, but Scott said to me when I first got the phone, he was like, it's still not very secure. And I'm like, why do they need my finger? They could cut off your thumb. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I absolutely, I was laughing so hard. I was watching Russell Howard the other night, and Scott was asleep in bed. Yeah. And he, uh, he always talks about his brother, and his brother is hilarious. And, oh, Laura's doodling again. I'm not making notes. Okay. <laughs> she always doodles during the podcast, and I wait for it now. I'm counting down in my head. But anyway, so he was in New York with his brother, and he said that there was a sign that said, Americans, if you smell a gas leak, the worst thing you can do is nothing. And he said, I thought... Um, actually, the worst thing you can do is like a match. <laughs> but his brother went straight to 100 and went, actually, the worst thing you could do is F a dog. What? <laughs> Whose who's mind goes straight to 100 like that? Scott's. Scott's does. Because we watched this video where this guy thought he had a ghost in his house and he was doing all weird stuff to his house. And Scott looked at me and went, you'd just drown yourself in the toilet, wouldn't you? You'd just give up. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, yeah, he's very extreme or nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so this week we went out for lunch with Thomas Pockets and Trust. We did, as I mentioned. You mentioned, yeah, Christmas meal, which was lovely to see everybody, lovely it to was, catch up. yeah. Oh, I got to hold Leanne's guide dog while she went to the toilet. <laughs> so excited about that, she kept tapping me like, Laura, I've got a dog, I've got a dog, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> well done. At first she was like, yay, and I was like, she's not bothered about my dog. And then the <laughs> second time I was like, Laura, I've got a dog, and she was like, right, I get it. <laughs> But, like, I was like, aren't you a good boy? And you just kept looking around for Leanne. I was like, okay, that's rude. <laughs> I think the one thing that I struggled with, because the way the tables were laid out, Yeah, it was they hard. laid it out in an L shape. And, like, I don't know whether it's, it's just things like when you're great people that are quite loud. And yeah. I was really struggling to try and concentrate on who was speaking. And it was so confusing. And the waiter kept sticking his arms around me. Oh, I hate that. You don't do that anyway, but when someone can't see very well. Yeah, so all of a sudden, like, there'll just be his hand in front of my face. He and was so just judgy like, oh. with me as well. They gave us a lot of food, so I couldn't eat all of my food. And he was like, are you finished? And I went, yeah. And he looked at me like, a bit rude. And I was like, okay, God, calm down, just because I've got a bird stomach. Maybe <laughs> you know? bird. But, yeah, and I I would, I really wanted to see Drew, and I didn't really get to chat to him because of the tables were just laid out yeah. strange. And well, you got a cuddle from Josh, and I didn't, so F you, Josh. <laughs> I will carry that grudge into New Year's. She will. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to festivities. Yes. Laura was still very ill last week I was but I wasn't as bad as Laura um, so I thought I would try and um, podcast myself and I, I kind of recorded one by myself on my phone but it was rubbish it was it was awful um, it, I'm much more used to the dynamic that me and Laura have so I was like nope deleted that Aww. but in the podcast the lone podcast I um, mentioned about the difficulties that you face with sight loss at Christmas and one of them, one of the main ones is advent calendars. Now when I was a kid it was always fun trying to work out where the next number would be because of course it's not just one, two, three, four, it'll be like one, twenty-four, seventeen, eight, and you know you're trying to work out yeah. where the numbers are so I think I have devised um, some helpful tips if you have the pen friend, which we reviewed here on the podcast, where you um, stick the sticker on what you need to identify and record what it is, and then when you touch the pen to it, it'll tell you what it is. So if you have someone who can help you, you can get them to stick the stickers on the different doors and record what number it is so you can find it. However, it is a bit of hassle and the doors are close together and you'd have to find all the different stickers. You can, if you have some useful sight, um, look through your magnifier, but I think the easiest tip and the best tip I can give you, especially if you are completely blind, who cares about where the numbers are? Just open them whenever the hell you want. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the main struggle I have is like, well, yeah, I can't see the numbers at the moment. Archie's been doing it for me. Yeah. And the other day I had like eight chocolates in a row because I hadn't opened it in so long. <laughs> it's getting them out the bloody foil. Yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's like, why is, why is it so tightly packed? Yeah. <laughs> I literally, so. because normally I can tell where the chocolate is and where the plastic is by feel of the different texture. Yeah. But our kitchen is so cold that you might as well have stuck them in the fridge so it feels the same mm. and it literally I felt like such a tramp but it needs moss I licked it because <laughs> I thought the chocolate will be more sticky than the plastic and I could feel where it was then <laughs> so there you I was go. just stood there licking and if like, you can't get the chocolate down. out just lick it lick it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it does kind of help or just batter the thing and just yeah when I was a kid I was convinced 
that um, there was more chocolate behind the foil that you couldn't get at. And I literally ripped the box apart and ripped all the foil off to get the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it was just where it kind of melted onto the plastic. Oh, Oh dear, I used to have the Barbie ones as well and I loved Barbie but it was that crap Kinnerton chocolate and you could tell it wasn't like proper chocolate. Oh yeah, we've got Kinnerton advent calendars and shows, the only ones I could get. Okay, I've fair got enough. them in like October as well. And God, I like... got mine in November, you should have asked was me. It October or November? November, we're in December aren't we? We are I'm in a December. Bit... Do you know what, this year is floating by. Everyone keeps saying it's the mm. fastest year yet, it yeah. is mental. So... I wanted to touch base on mental health over the yep. Christmas period. Because that is our recurring theme. It is, we, with all the feedback we get with the podcast, our main feedback has been thank you for talking about mental health. Because even with all the different organisations and the different um, ways and means that the media have used to get us talking about mental health, it is still quite a taboo subject. Um, so we've had a lot of people say thank you for talking about it and in such an open and in-depth way. It's really helped. It is. So that is one thing that we will definitely carry on into next year. Well, we're going to have to. Of um, course. <laughs> you know, a lot of our listeners know I've been going through quite a bit. Um, and I think it's kind of good to keep you all kind of involved in the process of getting your mental health diagnosis and how you go from being in that really bad place to having the support and yeah. having assessments. So before the end of the end of the year, I should hopefully have a diagnosis, um, and I'll talk to you all about that when I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> um, but at the moment, over festivities, I myself know that it is stressful, and it's not just you worrying about you know the normal things like oh, you've got to make sure you've got enough food, you've got to make sure everything's wrapped, you've got your presents. Morning. It's it's the finances. It's it's the fact it's so mm. busy out there, and I at the moment I don't really want to leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had quite a big achievement the other weekend, um, although I didn't do it because I wanted to, I did it because I literally had to, but I went to town shopping on my own and I, <laughs> thank you, I'm glad you're confident, but um, this time last year I wasn't leaving the house on my own um, and even if someone was coming to bring me out, I would only get in a taxi with them or get in their car, I wouldn't walk anywhere. Um, so it was a big thing for me and I literally, if it wasn't for the fact that I was so focused on what I had to do and what I had to get, I think I would have went to pieces there. But mm. I am, um, I'm at the point now with my mental health where I get physically ill if I have to go somewhere, especially if I know that we're going to be eating. Like, I'm so comfortable with Laura. She really calms me down in tense situations. And yet last Friday we said that we'd meet for breakfast and I got so sick at the thought of leaving the house I just had to make myself do it but I ordered breakfast and I thought I'm really gonna throw up in a minute <laughs> it was only because you do calm me down the more we talked that I was absolutely fine um but the thought of going to the meal with the Thomas Parkinson trust I knew everyone was going to be there I knew there was going to be food ever since yeah. I was little we'd always go to the carvery for people's birthdays and I'd get an upset stomach and I'd have to make sure I was near the toilet and it's probably something I will never get over but it is kind of like um like anxiety induced IBS. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I do yeah I do have that um and it, it is very debilitating but you have to have patience with yourself I cannot stress that enough um because I've gone through life trying to squash things down and it just doesn't work it just makes the end result mm. even worse you have to be patient with yourself yeah definitely so over the um the festive period there's a lot of pressure to socialize there's a yes. lot of pressure to go out and 
if you don't want to do it, don't. Yeah. If you want to cancel your plans, you're not feeling up to it, you need to put yourself first. Yeah. Um, and that is something that I've been trying to do. And people probably think I've been really selfish and really uncommunicative. No, if it wasn't for me being selfish today, but... and I was like, yeah, I'm, co- I'm coming to yours. Um, but definitely, if you, um, maybe if you're like me, and you are the friend of someone who's going through this, so, okay, we, we know that I have struggles too, um, but I... I know that I have to be that patient friend for Laura and again you have to have patience with yourself but you have to have patience for that friend as well and you have to remember that they're going through something they're not just doing it because they've decided they don't like you which is difficult for me because with my anxiety the minute someone says they don't want to see me I'm like what have I done what have I done and I, I go into panic mode but I have to remember she's going through a tough time and the best thing I can do is be there for her except I was selfish today and I was like well I'm coming over <laughs> <laughs> no and, and what it is it's, it's like a constant war of yourself like you you want to part of you wants to be selfish and say I can't do it and then part of you is like but you need to do it and you, you yeah. know you're going to lose all your friends and you're going to end up being alone and there's going to be no one there to it's support difficult you. because you have to strike a balance and I would yeah. say that even no matter what you feel I think that you should still try to do things because you know otherwise it will hold you back all your life and it will make you feel better to see your friends but if you are genuinely in the place where you think i need this time to myself then you have to be selfish and if people don't understand that they're not the right people it's difficult as well because with christmas i know myself i've got friends that i don't really get to see a lot through the year so this is the only time i can see them but, but it shouldn't again, be like that, though. Exactly, and they will understand <laughs> if, you know, you genuinely can't do it, yeah. especially if you've been through a tough time, like losing your sight, losing a loved one. You know, like um, I, I must mention, uh, today would have been my fiance's grandma's 80th birthday. She died on Christmas Day shortly after her 70th birthday. Um, so we, you know, we lit a candle for her and, you know, it is difficult and I always have to remember that it's going to be a tough time, yeah. but you have to just give that to yourself. Like I said, you need to be patient with yourself and not beat yourself up if you genuinely just can't join in with things. You've got to look after yourself no. first. And, and that's one of the things, like yesterday, I, I pushed myself to go out with my husband for an hour um, it was supposed to be the day yeah. and we were there an hour and I turned around and said I'm not comfortable I we were in town it was just getting too busy and I said I'm getting too flustered I don't want to end up stressed out or taking out on you I want to go home and he's like that's fine yeah. and we went home and it's just like realising that people understand yeah like with that like with my husband yeah he's got no choice he's got to bloody live with me <laughs> you know what I mean but he he knows and like you know you yeah. know when I'm getting flustered and anxious yeah. and I, I'm trying, even though it sounds selfish, you have to just do what's good for you. If I mm. turn up somewhere and say, yeah, I'm going to come meet you for lunch, and I only stay 15 minutes, it's not because of you. That's yeah. because I don't like the person that I'm becoming whilst I'm with you. Mm. Like, my anxiety is taking over. The... See, it's always difficult for me because I never know what to do. I never know if you want me to sort of push you to stay that little bit longer or if it's better to just take you out of that situation so when I'm with Laura I always feel like I'm hyper aware so I'm constantly <laughs> I like you don't feel like you're on eggshells <laughs> no 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 but I'm definitely like um 
I, I almost feel like I'm annoying her because I'm like, are you okay? But are you okay? Because she'll go very quiet. Yeah, um, that's one of things I do. <laughs> yeah, and if she's very quiet, but she's still sort of speaking at times, I'm like, okay, I know that she's <laughs> assessing the situation. I know that she's okay. And, you know, maybe I just need to push her to stay that little bit longer and maybe try and distract her. If she goes deadly quiet, we need to get out there now. It's like flight or fight, isn't it? And I, yeah. I just slowly withdraw and it's one of the things I've noticed and I do cancel a lot and it has something that has really upset me lately because I don't I didn't mean to do it and but there are some people that I cancel and I feel like they don't understand how debilitating having yes. anxiety is and because I think this is what I said about I think it's still a taboo subject even though people are trying to get people talking more about it I still feel like it's that invisible illness that people don't quite get mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people, even though mental health is a recognised illness, I think a lot of people still see it as an excuse. Yeah. And when I say that I've got anxiety, sometimes it shocks me when people understand and they're like, that must be awful for you. Because the majority of people throughout my life have just been like, oh, Alex is scared of her own shadow. Oh, God, you know, yeah, here comes it's... Alex, scared of everything. And I'm like, it's not that, though. And there are genuine reasons behind it. And I understand the withdrawal of mm. it because... When I get panicky, I feel like I'm trapped in a bubble and no one can help me because no one knows what's stopping me. And it's very, all you can do is shut yourself off and try and focus on how to help yourself. And I just want to bolt for the nearest exit. And people, I know people are talking to me, but it feels like they're talking at me. Mm. And it gets to the point where it's so debilitating that people are telling me to breathe and I've forgotten how to breathe. I know you breathe in and breathe out, but it's like I've forgotten how to make my lungs do that simple function. Yeah. So I, you know, I completely understand um, how people are affected by it. It's just very difficult trying to make other people understand that. So yeah. you know, it is awful. No, and and it it, it does it it is it is debilitating, and it it is something that you can't you can't take over your life, but it's kind of yeah. like I say, it's like striking the balance. But it's, it is, especially at this time of year, I've felt it mm. really bad, especially with how busy places are. And that's, yeah. I, 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 was like, I just don't want to go home. I'm the same, yeah. It's like, I've got some <clears throat> Christmas shopping left to do, and I'm just like thinking, if I order it online and it's late, is that going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> but there's um, some wonderful top tips on the Mind website. I'll go through them quickly. So number one is honesty. Be honest with people. Don't be afraid to cancel plans. Put yourself first. Number two is press pause. If you're someone who take, tends to take on too much, Christmas can make it worse. And, you know, if it's becoming too much, just try and stop. Relax and look after yourself. Uh, the person who wrote these is actually called Laura. <laughs> look at <laughs> that. <laughs> me. Uh, pajamas in between social arrangements, make time for yourself. And even if it's a day in pajamas, do it. Full moon, it's a full moon on Christmas Day, so have a look at the sky. It might be quite therapeutic it and relaxing. Is. It was quite therapeutic today. I was getting quite stressed with the taxi coming to yours. And I looked up and I was like, ooh, even though it's foggy, there's a half moon. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, you've got to take that five minutes to just. Yeah, just take your deep Assess breath. your situations and just breathe. Um, get unstuck. Make sure you're not housebound too much and don't spend all the time eating and drinking. That's my life for just me. 65 I, days a year. I kind, of, I kind of wish I was one of those people that when they get stressed they can't eat because I, I'm always in between. I either can't eat and then I'm reaching for the cookies or I am literally just eating everything yeah. in sight because it's easier. I, I, I hate a lot of people. I, 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 yeah. like, I've, taught, I've kind of learned to get out of the comfort eating phase mm. and it has helped me a little bit. I've, I've kind of learned to assess, okay, 
do I actually am I actually hungry or do I just want to eat it because I know it's there yeah no, yeah. and it is, sometimes you just think, oh, what the hell, I'm going to eat anyway. Yeah. But anyway. But you feel awful after. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even if it's just going for a nice walk, um, we usually go for a walk on Christmas Day, just a nice walk around the park, just gets you out, mm-hmm. gets some fresh air. Um, and my husband's family have always done it. It's like a tradition. They go for a nice big walk after Christmas dinner, yeah. walk off some calories, and, you know, a bit of exercise helps. Especially because after you eat the, the Christmas dinner, especially if you're not vegetarian, you're eating the big turkey dinner, it, you can kind of slip into that turkey coma and it just makes you feel a bit rubbish. And yeah. Christmas Day goes by so fast anyway and I don't like feeling like I've wasted the day. One thing I will say is, um, in terms of putting yourself first, I know that it's very difficult when you have children, especially if you're a parent, because all they want to do is, oh, I want to do this, I want to yeah. do that, I want to eat all the things, I want to open all the things, I want to play with all the things. It's stressful. <laughs> and, and like Laura says, if you want to take a walk but you've got a child like, no, I want to play with my new whatever then again you have to put yourself first and you have to stress that importance onto your child that we are doing this as a family not just because you want to Um, and also where it says don't be afraid to cancel your plans I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've got ill and panicky somewhere and all I can think is I wish I had cancelled um don't beat yourself up if you do want to cancel and if you know that at some point you're going to be thinking I really wish that I hadn't gone that's up to you don't feel obligated that's the biggest thing um, the next one I think is quite important. It's called. It says, "Don't believe the hype," and I think that's quite. Um, you know, social media and TV puts a lot of pressure on you at Christmas. Yes, it does. Especially materialistic wise, and I hate the fact that my son's going to wake up on Christmas Day and he's probably not going to have as much as some other kids at school. But, but at the same time, he's going to have a lot more than most yeah. kids. My sister works in a school, and it's in a very underprivileged area. And some of the children have nothing. They won't even have a Christmas dinner. Yeah. So the school, the um, staff at the school have put their hands in their own pocket and put their own time into buying the children presents and making sure they have a proper home-cooked meal because they know when it's Christmas Day there are going to be children that wake up and it's like any other day for them and it breaks my heart. Yeah, so again, it's not putting pressure on no. yourself. You do what you can do and, yeah. you know, like times have been really hard this year. And, yeah. and it's, not like, it's like it for a lot of people and you won't, you won't be surprised how many people are struggling. And if someone has gone a bit mad on you, that's up to them. Yeah. That's not up to you to match that. It's not no. a give to receive. My brother-in-law put it in um, perspective for me this year and it has helped me a lot because most of the time I'm I'm thinking, well, so-and-so got me this really nice gift last year, so I need to get them this kind of blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, and plus, with other people earning more, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to match them, and, oh, the family's got a budget of spending £25 on everyone, I've got to spend £25, I don't have that. My brother-in-law said, get them a gift. And if they say, oh, is that it? I got you a gift. Yeah. I could have got you nothing and just said, can I get you something when I have the money? You know, you got them a gift. And the other thing is with my fiance as well um the family knows that we haven't got a lot of money i don't work you know scott's having to take on a lot of the bills um and you know his siblings earn quite a bit so you know they've gone quite mad on us this year and i am constantly having to remind scott they have to understand and if they don't understand they're not family but i know they will they earn a lot more than we do so the fact that we get them a gift at all is fantastic Mm. for us and to me it's it's more about Spending time with my family. I, there's nothing yes. I love more than being with my parents. Exactly. And my sisters on Christmas Day. And all of the Christmas songs, you know, they, they mention gifts, but it's not, 
you know, look at that brand new bike and that five inch plasma TV. (laughs) 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 You know, it's all about, you know, walking in a winter wonderland and look at the fat rubbing on a branch and all that crap. (laughs) Um, uh, So the next one is um, bedhead. So try and give yourself a head start. Try and beat the brushes. Go to bed early on Christmas Eve so you're nice and rested. Yeah, I could go to bed at five in the morning and I'll still wake up at six a.m. because no. my brain is still like a child at Christmas. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I actually like last Christmas I had to wake him up at like ten o'clock. Do you know? Do you know what? Right. Um, I'm going to say something that makes you laugh, and I hope there's no children listening to this. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I won't give it away because they'll learn when they're ready. But for years, I've known the truth about Santa adults will relate we we know the truth about santa and yet every time i walk past a santa's grotto i still think <laughs> behave yourself don't look naughty <laughs> he's still watching i know the other day like i was walking past there and i was on the phone to scott and i was ranted about this rude woman in the queue in wilco's and um I was walking past the Santa's Grotto in the Grove now and I just went, hang on a minute. And I hurried past and then I was like, yeah, this bloody woman was so rude. (laughs) (laughs) And I I mean, I've known the truth for years and I still think, look, you know, look innocent. It's like when you walk past a policeman. I know I've never stabbed a guy. (laughs) I know I've never robbed from a shop and I still think, look innocent, don't look guilty. He will question you. (laughs) I used to be like that when I was driving. Like every time I drove past a police car, I was like, drive properly. Like I am driving properly. Like (laughs) Don't speed. I'm going 30. What am I doing? (laughs) Drop down 29. And Um, yet I've never walked past a fire officer and, and fire officer? Fireman. I've never walked past a fire engine or a fireman and thought, try not to look like you've committed arson. (laughs) (laughs) Put the lighter away. (laughs) Yeah, I used to smile at dogs. I made my auntie laugh once because I put a status on Facebook that I just walked past a dog and smiled at it. Like, what is the dog going to do? Like, oh, I was going to bite her ankles, but she smiled at me, so I can't (laughs) know. Honestly, the way my brain works is just weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) excuse me point number eight talk (laughs) feeling overwhelmed or under pressure talk to someone about it if you're worried about how you're going to feel on christmas day just talk to someone who can be there to support you so for me my sister knows my triggers so she's going to be here on christmas day she already said she'll take the pressure off me by cooking christmas dinner so i'm like yes cool (laughs) um but she knows that if my if i have quite a small house and if it's getting quite busy and quite warm i get really flustered and I'll probably just take myself out of the room for five yeah. or ten minutes and just kind of chill Definitely. and then come back down. And if I have to keep doing that every hour or so, so be it's it. It's your house. It's up to yeah. you where you go. Um, but I will say, even if you know all of your triggers, anxiety and depression, it can come from nowhere. So make sure, without being too aware to the point that you're antisocial, but just make sure that you are constantly aware of how you're feeling and don't just try and get on with it just because you think you should. No. And um, when you eat, number nine kind of relates to bed head. So if you are going to get an early night, you know, if you're in a house full of people, I struggle and I'll use an eye mask and earplugs. Yes. Uh, and that helps. So make sure that you're getting the rest that you need and that you're getting that downtime. Yeah. Because um, sleep is really good. Yeah, Laura put me on to meditation. So yeah. if you can find meditation, you don't have to get the apps. You can do it on YouTube. Or you can just do it in your Yeah, head. just think about it. Um, even if it's just breathing. Take yourself to that beach. Yes. <laughs> Can you One thing us as doing well. A, a podcast meditation session. I think we should. I, I really <laughs> do think we should. Take a deep 
breath. <laughs> Imagine you're on a beach. Or if that stresses you out, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's done me toe on a rock. <laughs> I've got sand in my arse. <laughs> Let's not go to the beach in the meditation But, um, yeah, so the worst thing that you can do on Christmas Eve night is think about the next day and how stressed you're going to be and oh my god have I really got everything and oh did I get that thing for so and so just don't stress yourself I've just resigned myself to if I haven't got everything ready it's fine it doesn't matter it's another day at the end of the year we get so stressed about it and we beat ourselves up so much you've really just got to Put the stoppers on. <laughs> I know. Um, and give yourself a present is a final point. And make sure that you have some time to do something that you want to do. So for me, I'm making cookies on Christmas Eve, aren't you? Because that's what I want oh. to do. <laughs> and we will, you know, and on Christmas Day, I know we'll play family games and stuff like that. And yes. treat yourself. I mean, I might treat myself to something nice online later. But we'll see. I've treated myself three times this month. And I, <laughs> to be fair, I sold my phone and mm. I thought sod it. But... Yeah, I I got myself a nice lipstick that I'm gonna wear on Christmas Day. It's called Poinsettia by oh, Jeffree so Star, pretty. and it's like a metallic red. And it's like it's a shame because I really want to treat Laura to it, and I could see her like, oh, it's so pretty, and I really felt like going have it. But I thought <laughs> no, because I will I will miss that. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I treat myself to that. I got the Boss Mood palette from Morphe and the Huda Nude palette. Um, but I, I, because I know come the new year because of like money situations, I am gonna really have to mm. rein it all in. I'm getting married in six months, and it's like ah. But um, yeah, you've got to you got to treat yourself, and I see it as a reward thing. So okay, you know, this time last year I wasn't going out on my own. Saturday I went to town on my own and completed most of my Christmas shopping on my own. Mm. So I treated myself, and you know, it's just it you've got to really just take care of yourself because I think we can kind of lose ourselves in mental health. No, I know. Um, yesterday was my two-year anniversary for being registered. Really? Sight impaired. Yeah. God, I don't know when I was registered. Yeah, 16th of December 2016. Oh two my years. God. <laughs> I know. It's gone so fast. It has. It really has. But as our last festive podcast, I'd like to say thank you for helping me over the past couple of months. <laughs> I know we've only really known each other since June, but you've helped yeah. me so much, especially with my side I hope I have. You have. Because it has, there have been times where I'm like, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, and I I know I can, I'm a hard cow. <laughs> no, you I am really grateful for you helping me. But I, I would like to say thank you to you because you have helped me so much. You got me on buses. <laughs> And now I do it by myself. And now you get ill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I get ill, but I don't care. Um, sharing is caring. And thank you for putting up with my lateness. Even Oh, I'll know, snap that out of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and with my anxiety and just panicking and jumping at every single noise. Thank you for putting up with me coming to your house and being like, hi, where's your cat? That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Honestly, um, fine. Oh, actually, speaking of cats, I went to see our friend who has three cats. Um, I haven't seen her for months, so it was good to catch up. Although I didn't think it through and I said, we have some news. And she looked at me like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm getting married. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I played with her cat called Tripod, so named because she's got three legs. And she suggested we do a pod cast about pod the cat because they call a pod for short oh so uh, i was like yeah we'll do a podcast about disabled cats yes <laughs> we'll be on board for that definitely um but yeah i um 
what was I saying? Yes. So main thing is I really want to thank you for being a fantastic friend and for being there for me and just being my rant kind of soundboard and everything. No, so I, I think that everyone can give a metaphorical round of applause to Laura because she has, Hello, Alex. She has been us. through to us. She, yes. We have been through a lot of crap this year, um, but I hope that it continues to be a wonderful friendship and a wonderful podcast. It will. <laughs> And on that note, I think we should wish everybody a very merry, happy, safe Christmas and New Year. Yes. And please take on board our tips. Please look after yourselves. And I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. Yes, and we want to hear from you all. Definitely. Let us know what you do over Christmas. And if you have one resolution this New Year's, make it to listen to us more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And to spread the word. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, and we'll see you all in the New Year. Yep, we're going to time travel. See you next year. Bye. <laughs> Bye.